0: Welcome to Touchline Talk, our second official episode. We weren't able to get an episode out last week. That was just due to strange timing with travel schedules and all of that. But very glad to bring you today's episode. Jordan Griffith, Mateen Rad. Uh, Mateen, Kennesaw State lost their last game on the road. But
1: what have you seen from this team so far? You know, a lot of up and down, to be honest. Uh, You know, they come off one of the most exciting games that I've seen in my time covering uh, soccer here at Kennesaw State, uh, an incredible 4-3 overtime win against a really good team in Central Arkansas. I think a lot of good feeling and a lot of good momentum was built from that game, and they go forward to Lipscomb, who by all accounts is one of the best defensive teams in the conference, and they certainly looked like it in that Sunday game, you know, completely um, you know, dominated possession for the most part. Um, The Owls got some good chances in there, but a really solid defensive performance from Lipscomb. The Owls are going to have to be on their toes because they have a big challenge up against FGCU, who have played four cross-divisional games so far in the A-Sun and have won all four of them. Yeah, and uh,
0: we will get to more of that, talking about Central Arkansas game, Lipscomb, and uh, again, upcoming Florida Gulf Coast. But today we were able to get into the practice field and talk to Coach Walton, as well as Ebony Clark, who's been, an absolute baller for Kennesaw State so far this year. So we're gonna get straight into those interviews and then we will have some analysis after that. So without further ado, Coach Walton and Ebony Clark. I'm here with Ebony Clark and Coach Walton. This question goes for both of you guys, kind of a mixed bag on the road. What'd you guys kind of learn from the road trip? I know you still have another game.
2: Uh, you no, know, Yeah, I think it was, we talked about it a lot yesterday. Um, I think we played one of our best um, games that we played all year against uh, central Arkansas and uh, showed, showed some really good attack, um, did some really good things in possession, um, obviously scored a lot of goals which is always fun. You know learn we need to be a little bit tighter in our defensive end and not give up goals. Um, you know giving up six goals on a weekend is never ideal so you want to do better with that and I think we also learned that we've got to do better on Sunday games. I think Lipscomb's a very good team and they will expose you if you don't come to play as well as you can and I think we learned that um, the hard way, unfortunately, on Sunday.
3: Uh, yeah, I agree. I think the game on um, against UCA was really good. Um, it was a long game, but I thought we battled hard to like, the very end and didn't give up, even though it was really back and forth. And then on the Sunday game, I just think we were a little tired. We came out a little flat, and we didn't press them as much as we could have. But think we still worked hard.
1: I Ebony mean, we've seen you start the year in more of a central midfield role and now we're seeing you get more looks in at striker uh is there one that you feel more comfortable with than the other and coach do, is there one that you have her that you feel more comfortable having her in than the
3: other? Um personally I feel more comfortable in midfield I mean I've played that position my whole life so it's definitely where I'm more comfortable but I mean I've played forward too and I think I'm
2: starting to get more used to it now so yeah i mean she's always you know been bogus when i laugh because she's always like i love the midfield you know that's that's where she plays and she's very good at it um we have a unique situation where we have a lot of different attacking personalities that play well together so part of her going up top is just to compliment um some of our other players as well so i have confidence in ebony at the attacking mid i've convinced her up top she was obviously real dangerous against both teams up top um so we're we're still you know as we're getting our team fully healthy and trying to find a full rhythm. We're still tinkering that, but she'll see she'll see time at both of those spots. And I have nothing but confidence in what she does
0: at either one. So. Kind of talking about this team getting healthy, finding a rhythm. How do you guys think you've been
2: able to integrate players like Volrath and Contreras back into the lineup? Um, they've both done a good job. I think it's, you know, getting – you know you can run all you want but until you actually play the game it's a different (laughs) you can pass every fitness test ever created but then you can play a 90 minute game and feel like you're gonna die so you know it's getting their legs under them in, in game shape um it allows them to be their best version so with each game they get a little bit more fit a little more prepared for it but it's you know it takes time um but they're having good moments when they're fresh and then we're able to rotate with some good depth when we we have to so Um, They're getting there, but I think our team is is complementing each other in in the roles that we have to adapt to as we get, you know, more 90-minute fit.
3: Um, Yeah, I think both of them are, like, big leaders on the team, and they bring, like, a good presence on the field. A lot of them them have a lot of experience, too, so I think it kind of helps us in all areas, like going forward, defense, everything. And, like, for me personally, it's fun playing with them. I think we play well with each other.
1: I you transferred from Washington State. I noticed that it doesn't really take a long time for new players here to get acclimated, to feel welcome. Um, Coach, you could chime in on this. Is that starting from the top, and who has made you feel welcome in your short time here already at Kennesaw State?
3: Um, Well, there's a lot of people who have, like my roommates, a couple of the girls on the team have made me feel really welcome. It's crazy because, like, when I first got here, the first couple days, like, everyone was just so, like, talkative and it felt like normal like I've been here for a long time so honestly the whole team has been really welcoming and made me feel like I belong here
2: uh, yeah I think it's a point of, of pride with our team as a whole it's one thing we talk about a lot is we want them to be the best versions of themselves you know um, if you're more soft-spoken then that's fine um, we got plenty of loud players and if you're one of the loud ones do your thing you know and just compliment and respect each other and I think that's what's important to us so not everyone's gonna have the same personality and that's, you know, not everyone's gonna be best friends with every single player, but we we'll, we have a, I think a, a good locker room presence in the fact that everyone does a good job of respecting each other, you know, for who they are and, uh, you know, and vice versa. So it's a, it's a good team chemistry, which I'm proud of. Um, it's all on the girls are very welcoming. You know, I don't have to really push that a whole lot. They, they do their thing.
0: Coach, my last question for you two, what's it gonna take to finally
2: get back on the board against Florida Gulf Coast? it's going to take a full 90 minute fight and execution. I think what I've been trying to preach to the team is when we execute. And what I mean by that is not just scoring goals. It's, it's clean passing. It's clean possession. It's not just kicking the ball and out of desperation. It's playing your game plan to the best of your ability. Um, we did that. We've done that in in lots of games and then had some good results. And we've had games where, where we're a little bit bipolar where we don't do that at all. And it's a frustrating afternoon. So, We've got to come and play well because they're always ready. They're always competing. They're always in the top conversation of the best teams in the league. And you can't take anything for granted. I mean, we beat them 1-0 in the semis, but they had chances. It could have gone either way. So, you know, we know they're going to be gunning for us because of that. Um, and we're going to their place. So, you know, we've got, we got to come in and take nothing for granted.
3: I think we need to come in and work our hardest and compete and like start the game with a good energy because I feel like when we do that's when we play our best I think also just like staying calm and knowing like how we play playing on the ground little passes and everything instead of kicking it I think that's when we play our best and get the most opportunities in front of the net to finish some chances
1: last question for me Ebony you know you're from British Columbia it's one of my favorite places that I've ever been it's absolutely beautiful scenery there tell me what being in america now what you well being in united states now what you miss the most about canada
3: um i definitely miss you know like the beautiful mountains and all the scenic like going to the beach and just being near lakes and trees and mountains and everything um i definitely miss that a lot but i do really like it here so it makes it not as hard to miss back home because i like it so much here
0: and welcome back to touchline talk Coach Walton, Ebony Clark, thank you two so much for joining us here today. Uh, they said a lot. There's a lot of, like you said earlier, a lot of up and downs, Kennesaw State. We've seen a couple different teams, but they played some tough competition. That Central Arkansas game, like you were talking about earlier, a 4-3 stunner. Um, and, and Kendall Higgs with a, an absolute, I don't even know what to call it, uh, sort of half-volley score. They've been able to put some really positive things together in this attack team.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's just absolutely one of the most stunning goals that I've seen. You know, I've been covering women's soccer at Kennesaw State from back in 2016, and that's just an amazing goal, no matter what league, no matter what conference, no matter what level of soccer it is. Absolutely stunning goal from Kendall Higgs, but obviously something that we've seen from this team is they're not going to let the results move them one way or another too much you know whether it be that Jacksonville State game you know it was a really tough one nil loss you know they come back against Central Arkansas who was a fantastic team on paper and scored four goals against them with that you know they still conceded three goals in that game conceded three goals against Lipscomb if they're going to want to carve out a win against F.C.C.U., the defense the back four really needs to be on point uh tomorrow night
0: yeah, 100%, and that was something that uh, Coach hit on pretty early on. He talked about the back line. He goes, they got to button some things up back there because allowing six goals over two games is just not going to win games, especially in the A sun, and we know how valuable those games are, especially in uh, Coach Walton's eyes. But is something that I want to ask you, I don't know if I want to compare them too much, but the Kendall Higgs goal or the Ebony Clark goal against UNA, I mean, which one is the more spectacular one in your eyes?
1: You know, absolutely both of them are are stunning in their own right. You know, you look at Ebony's, who gets that ball on her weaker left foot, jockeys for position, jockeys for position, looking for an opening, and she sends a charge over the UNA keeper. I mean, you heard my reaction right next to me in the booth. Um, An absolute stunning goal. I didn't think anything was going to be able to top it. But, you know, with all due respect to Ebony clark who is, by the way, an extremely nice, soft-spoken person we met earlier today. But that goal from Kendall Higgs, for those of you that don't know, what she does with that touchdown and that read of volleying at the right exact time, it takes so much technique to score a goal like that. And uh, I think it's going to be one that sticks with me and sticks with this program for a long time.
0: Yeah. And a hundred percent agree with you. I, I think the two things to note for it was the first one that she wasn't even facing the goal to start off the play. And she pretty much just turned those hips and she was able just to fire. I mean, an absolute beaut uh, to find the back of the net. And I just think if that were at home and uh, we had that on our broadcast, um, you know, we'd be playing that quite a bit. Now, of course it's going to be in all the highlights and all the hype videos because it deserves to be, but man, what a goal by Hicks. But I, I want to talk about Ebony Clark a little bit here, my team. A completely different player than we saw early on in the season. We had that, she had that breakout game against UNA again, that amazing goal, and then followed it up with another one later in the in the match. And now she's got four goals on the season, and she seems like she is really playing with some confidence.
1: And remember, Jordan, this is someone that transferred from Washington State not having scored a collegiate goal in her freshman year. you know She comes here for her sophomore year and definitely no slump in her eyes so far. Two two goal performances, and I think we're going to see a lot more from her. I think Ben, Coach Benji has seen the way that she's been able to produce with her shots on goal, and that's why he's played her more up top. And I think it's something that we're going to see more from her, and I think we're going to see a lot more goals from her as well.
0: Yeah, and I also think it's worth talking about Becky Contreras finally back for Kennesaw State. We were talking about her on our previous episode. Uh, now they're trying to integrate her into the lineup and as well as Jenna Volrath, who's you know not too far removed from her injury recovery as well. And Kennesaw State is starting to finally get healthy here. And I think the fact that they've been able to play so well at times and they weren't healthy is a very, very encouraging sign.
1: Well, look, we don't have to talk too much about Becky Contreras because we know what she contributes to this program. We know that she comes up big in the clutch moments, as we saw in the spring postseason. But one person I think doesn't get talked enough about is Jenna Vorath. I mean, she's coming to this side and puts a heap of control in that top line for Kennesaw State. She's someone who holds the ball up well. She gets to the byline. She put a cross in. I mean, just like we saw for Ebony's first goal against Central Arkansas, great control from Jenna. You know, she gets to the line, puts the ball in on a plate for Ebony. And Jenna's been someone who, you know, scored a lot of goals early in her career, but now she's been extremely creative on the ball. And I think if the top line of Kennesaw State is going to be firing on all cylinders, it'll be because of contributions made from Jenna Volrath.
0: Yeah, I think that's something to also speak to. And then after this point, I think we can move on to the future schedule for Kennesaw State is the creativity of the attack. It seems to just keep being more creative, keep improving slowly week by week. I mean, a four to three win over Central Arkansas. I mean, you can throw the Lipscomb game out. That's that's what I'm doing in my mind right now. A four to three win again with that Higgs goal. Two goals from Clark. I mean, it just seems to be a different woman every single night for Kennesaw State.
1: Absolutely. And, you know, there's more names that you can throw out there, too. You know, Agatha Gianni had one of the most beautiful over-the-top passes that I've ever seen uh, for Macy Rainwater's goal. uh, That was to tie the game at 2-2. And Kendall Higgs, you know, we've talked about her a little bit, but she's someone that I think really brings a special role to that that striker position she's been playing as a number 10 a little bit as well but she kind of has that number 10 perspective from playing a striker she receives the ball lower on the pitch than a normal striker does and then immediately tries to get the ball up to her, her faster wingers and it's been creating a lot for the top line of the owls and i think benji has so much options that he can play there that it might be tough down the stretch for him to see Look, when it's down to, you know, crucial moments, who are going to be my top four?
0: Yeah, I, I absolutely agree. Uh, this Kennesaw State team, not I want to say surprising people, but the attack is certainly growing week by week. Okay, so Kennesaw State going on the road once again. This will be their third straight away game. They're going to Fort Myers, Florida, playing Florida Gulf Coast on the seventh. So that's tomorrow. We were able to talk to coach today. Um, what do you think about this Florida Gulf Coast game team?
1: I think it's going to be a really tough matchup. You know, it's going to be a greenout out at, uh, in Fort Myers at the FGCU soccer complex. You know, they're talking about teams that have been playing cross-divisional teams over the last couple of weeks. Eastern Kentucky, they won 2-0. Bellarmine, they won 2-0. Jack State, North Alabama. They're all scoring at least two goals in this game, and the defense has been mighty stingy only conceding one goal in the last four games um, it's definitely going to be a tough matchup but rest assured like we talked about before the Owls weren't necessarily supposed to beat Central Arkansas on paper but they went out and they did the tough thing going out and winning that game in overtime no doubt the Owls are going to go out there and battle that's what we know they're going to do
0: yeah I, I certainly agree with that again the Central Arkansas game I think a big Indicator of what this team is capable of. And then after that game, October 10th, they are finally back at the bank. Fans, come on out. Fifth Third Bank Stadium. They face JU, Jacksonville University. 1 p.m. kick. Mateen, you're on the call for that one.
1: Yeah, you know, can't wait. Um, It's obviously always a huge excitement to call any of our games at Fifth Third Bank. But especially when this team is playing the way that it is, you always can count for something exciting to happen in the game. Jack State has had a mixed run there on their worst run of the season so far. They've won all of their last four. Excuse me, they've lost all of their last four and haven't scored a single goal in those last four. But they've played extremely tough teams in UCA and Lipscomb. They're going to have a tough game tomorrow as well. They play Liberty for their homecoming. So this might be a great chance to try and capitalize on a team that's not playing their best soccer right now. And I think if we can get a win out of FGCU and come back the weekend after and beat Jacksonville University, it's going to be a great little run to try and to come back and play the rest of the teams that are in their division.
0: All right. Well, let's put some thank yous out there. Thank you, Mateen, for joining me today. Soccer connoisseur. Thank you, Coach Walden, as well as Ebony Clark for talking with us before practice here today. Kenistall State facing off against Florida Gulf Coast thursday at 7 p.m on the road and then once again they are back at home against jacksonville 1 p.m kickoff on sunday okay this is going to be it for touchline talk episode number two thank you guys so much for listening and let's go out